This is Radio Influence. Well, here we are with only 16 teams remaining in the NCAA tournament. It's the latest edition of the only digital radio show devoted to underdogs exclusively. It's Three Dog Thursday. I am your somewhat capable host. He is senior handicapper, writer, and proud new dad, Kevin Rogers from VegasInsider.com. First of all, before we get to the silliness that is underdogs, real life takes precedence. Congratulations to you and your wife, the birth of your first child, baby boy. Can we let the name out? Baby baby John Wooden Mike Krzyzewski Rogers, right? Baby, baby Jim Bayheim, Roy Williams Rogers, born since we last talked. Congratulations, Kevin. Thank you. I would never name him after Jim Bayheim. <laughs> guy um but uh no little little baby mason and uh no thank you and we're doing well and uh just now looking forward to life i guess i mean we were in the hospital during the tournament i was watching the tournament which really wasn't very impressive last week you know it it wasn't you know granted i know we're going to talk about uh you know the underdogs but the good thing is you have good teams left in the sweet 16 you don't have any of the cinderellas which just wasn't very exciting you know yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them pulled a first upset. Whether you're talking about Rhode Island or Middle Tennessee, but they couldn't get. But, too... but even Middle Tennessee wasn't yeah. really an upset. Right. Minnesota, you know, it just there was nothing. But again, you have good teams left, so I guess I'll take that trade off. No doubt. And and last week I'm rolling along. Last week I had the double digit seeds because we went by the seeding. I had Middle Tennessee. I had Rhode Island. And I had also Wichita State. They were all beaten in the next round, and all all of them in really hard fought second round games. And now we get to a Sweet 16 with no defending champion Villanova. I know Kevin is heartbroken. No two seed Duke in the East in the East Regional, and that was my pick to win the whole thing in my bracket. So my bracket is now blown up. But we do have Kansas, and we have North Carolina, and we have Gonzaga, and we have Arizona, and we have Kentucky. So there are some blue bloods as we head into Thursday and Friday, real quick. Yeah, and uh, you know you still got a lot of good games with Kentucky, UCLA. You got a lot of pr- pretty much every name that's left. If you're a college basketball fan, you know them all. You're, you don't need a, a crash course on Xavier or obviously Butler, who has been to the championship, you know, two straight years years ago. So at least you have all these really good teams. You're, you should get really good games over the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, and then the Final Four. So that's that's what. You know, I do like uh, about this. Obviously, we do have some surprises in this. I mean, the ACC is down to one team, and the SEC still has three teams left, which I don't think a lot of people expected. But also at the same time, this is what happens in these tournaments. I mean, you're going to play other good teams from other conferences, and it's no shame on the ACC. But, you know, these teams end up losing and getting knocked out, and this is what happens when you play a one-and-done. Yes, it is, and we have seen some upsets already, and why do I get the feeling we're going to see some more as this weekend goes uh, through? And obviously the teams do have to play each other as one and two seeds where only one of them can advance if they get that far, whether you're talking about uh, Gonzaga and a matchup potentially with Arizona on the weekend in San Jose, whether you're talking about also in Memphis with North Carolina against either UCLA or Kentucky, somebody's got to lose in all of those. We're all about the underdogs, though, and uh, we will go with the dogs against the spread if not not to cover, to outright win the game or cover. We uh, we will definitely be talking about both. So let's begin with Thursday. Kansas City and San Jose are the two spots. 
Uh, Kevin, let's start in Kansas City, where Michigan plays Oregon in the early game. The seven-seed Michigan Wolverines, off of the Big Ten tournament win, off of their upset of Louisville, the two-seed, will play the three-seed Oregon. Nightcap is Kansas as the one-seed off the blowout win over Michigan State. Purdue with a knockdown dragout win over Iowa State in the round of 32. That's the second game. Do you like either one of those for an underdog on Three Dog Thursday coming Thursday night? Well, I will go to Kansas City, and I do like the Purdue Boilermakers in the late game against the Kansas Jayhawks. Now, obviously, the Jayhawks are playing with a home court advantage, playing at the Sprint Center, which is only 45 minutes or so away from the campus in Lawrence. So you're going to have a big Kansas crowd there. But when you look at Purdue, who lost early in the Big Ten tournament, they're still a very quality team out of the Big Ten. You mentioned them knocking out another Big 12 team in the last round, Iowa State, winning by four. That uh, you know, This is a Purdue team that still won 27 games this year, was pretty solid on the road. They won 10 games away from West Lafayette. And you look at the Jayhawks, okay, they beat Cal Davis in the first round, great. And they beat Michigan State, who, you know, they're a nine seed, and, and Michigan State wasn't the team they were last year. Those are two seed, and they won convincingly, which is fine. And, and we know Kansas is an elite team. But with Purdue, you get them in the rare underdog role here. And when you go through the season, they really weren't in that uh, role that often. In fact, it was only one time in Big Ten play. They lost at Michigan, and we see how well Michigan has played down the stretch, why they're in the, uh, in the Sweet 16. But I think that Purdue here has a has a good shot to hang around, even knock off Kansas. Well, and Caleb Swanigan may be the best low-post player in all of college basketball. That will be a challenge for Kansas, but they have so many weapons in this game. So that's, that's the nightcap. I'm going to point to the earlier game, Michigan-Oregon, that I referenced. Uh, Oregon had to survive the game with Rhode Island. Again, tooth and nail. Tyler Dorsey hit the big three-pointer at the end. They got the defensive stop, so they have advanced to this spot against a Michigan team that has really found something. It was a couple of weeks ago, obviously, that their plane skidded off the runway, an aborted takeoff, a dangerous, harrowing situation for that team. Uh, trying to get to the ACC tournament in Washington, D.C. They end up flying in the morning of a, of a noon game and beating Illinois, and the rest is now a six-game win streak. I know the game is a pick em. Michigan has the seven in front of their name, so it's considered by the committee an upset. I am going to go Wolverines here. Mo Wagner, the big man, came to life with a career high against Louisville. They've got numerous guys that can score from the outside. Uh, give uh, give the ball to Zach Irvin, give the ball to Derek Walton to shoot it from the outside. John Beeline, 3-1 in the Sweet 16, 2-0 previously at West Virginia, 1-1 at, at Michigan, fifth Sweet 16 game for him. I'm going to take the Wolverines in that early game at Kansas City to keep their dream alive and at least make the Elite Eight here, Kevin. So I like the, the quote-unquote upset, even though Vegas insider line right now says pick them at the time we're talking. I'm going to take Michigan as the seven seed to be playing in that Elite Eight game. I mean, right now, Michigan, they, uh, they played very well. Like you mentioned, in Oregon needed that comeback against Rhode Island and uh yeah, we'll see You know the job that John Beeline has done. We've seen him go far in the tournament before with uh, not only Michigan but West Virginia. And you know this is a, a team that it seemed like, oh, they weren't really going to do much earlier in the year, and they caught fire at the right time. 
Well, they have to this point. Let's see if it continues on Thursday evening. It is Three Dog Thursday. He's Kevin Rogers. TJ Reeves with you. As we continue picking underdogs, there's another set of games in San Jose, California in the Sweet 16. The first game up involves Gonzaga as the one seed in the West against Bob Huggins' West Virginia team, fresh off of a win over Notre Dame to put them in the Sweet 16. Uh, also in the nightcap, Arizona and Xavier. Uh, Xavier, the upstarts, the 11 seed. They bombed Florida State last weekend in Orlando. Kevin was bummed about that. As excited as you were to have Baby Mason come into the world, you weren't excited to see Xavier thump Florida State on the weekend. Arizona, meantime, struggled with St. Mary's before putting him away. That's the two seed. They're in the nightcap game against the Xavier Musketeers. Do you like either underdog, West Virginia, or Xavier in this situation on Three Dog Thursday, Kevin? I do like West Virginia against uh, against Gonzaga coming up on Thursday for a couple reasons. I know West Virginia has been great covering numbers of late. They've only covered twice in the last 10 games, but a lot of those were in the favorite role. They did lose as an underdog at Baylor in uh, a revenge spot for Baylor after West Virginia beat them after they were after Baylor got the number one uh, ranking in the polls. But West Virginia hung with Baylor, and then Baylor just totally chased him in the second half. But West Virginia is coming off of a good win over a solid Notre Dame team in the second round. And we, we know about Gonzaga. We know how good they are. And, you know, for West Virginia, they have to travel out west, which isn't easy for them. But for Gonzaga, I just look at them and I say, really, how many times have you been tested this year? And they did hold off Northwestern. Northwestern was down in that game, and, and uh, Gonzaga came back to beat them. And Mark Few's done a great job. Like, you can't dispute that. But I, I look back, and, you know, Gonzaga had some nice wins in the, uh, in the non-conference. They definitely did. But, you know, I just look at West Virginia as a team that really does have an opportunity here. We know what Bob Huggins has done in the tournament. And I think that West Virginia can go out west and hang with Gonzaga. The key number in this is 20.1. Any clue on 20.1 for West Virginia? You know what's coming here, what they do best, and what they're looking for? Any ideas? What is that? That is the number of turnovers they force. That leads the nation. Through these two NCAA tournament games, they're forcing 20.1 turnovers per game. And they got Notre Dame so crazed that Notre Dame, uh, which only turned the ball over nine times a game on average all season long, had 14 of them um, in the game, had 10 of them in the first half. So West Virginia will speed you up with the press, with the half-court trap. And I'm going to agree with you. I like West Virginia in this spot to take out a number one seed. I know a lot of people have Gonzaga in their Final Four, if not in the in the championship game or to win it. And I'm not saying that Mark Few's team is not talented. Uh, they've got several fifth-year seniors. Nigel Williams-Goss, the former Washington player, fifth-year transfer into Gonzaga as one of their leading scorers. Um, they, they have uh, a couple of other ones. Josh Perkins is also a fifth-year transfer, excellent ball handler. But I think that West Virginia trap... And Bob Huggins is the only coach in this pod in in the Sweet 16 Elite Eight that has been in a Final Four. And he's been in two different Final Fours with West Virginia 2010 and then all the way back to Cincinnati Bearcat days of 1992. And Kevin, you love this about me. I still am emotionally and mentally scarred from that 92 Cincinnati Final Four run team because they beat my then Memphis State Tigers four times that year, including in the conference tournament, obviously, and including in the Elite Eight of the NCAA tournament. So Huggy Bears got the experience of being in the Final Four where Mark Few, Chris Mack, Sean Miller have not been there as of yet, whether they've been on the doorstep or not. 
I like West Virginia in this game. They will find a way in the early game in San Jose to knock off the Gonzaga Bulldogs. All right, so we each agree on that underdog. Xavier and Arizona is the other game. I'm fascinated to hear you now know that both of us think Gonzaga is going down. I think I think Xavier wins. I'm sorry, I think Arizona wins, and they might win convincingly over Xavier in this game. I think they may have a breakout game, and we, we might see them win by double figures or more. I expect Arizona to play really well in this matchup, Kevin. Yeah, and uh, we know that for the Wildcats, they are looking to get back to the Final Four under Sean Miller, who's never been to the Final Four, and it's in Arizona, so it's obviously a big spot for them. With Xavier, I just never know what team I'm getting. That, that Xavier will compete. But uh, I don't know if they'll have enough firepower to uh, to knock out Arizona. But for the Wildcats, all the pressure's on them here. You know, with the Final Four being at University of Phoenix Stadium, and for Sean Miller to to get that, and you know, who knows if if he'd be up for another job or you know, with all these coaches, I never know who's leaving for another job anymore because it <laughs> seems like everyone's happy and then they go leave the next day. Uh, so. <laughs> that could happen with that, but but that should be a pretty competitive game. Should be uh, should be a lot of fun for the nightcap in San Jose for that one. All right, Kevin, stand by. There are some underdog selections. A reminder: this program brought to you brought to you by our friends at Game Point Capital. They are our presenting sponsor on Three Dog Thursday through the month of March here and the march towards Phoenix and University of Phoenix Stadium in Glendale, Arizona, and the Final Four. Check them out at GamePointCapital.com. When is a bonus not a bonus? When you don't have to pay it yourself, check them out at GamePointCapital.com. We will pause here. Kevin and I are back, and then we are talking the Friday night Sweet 16 games in Memphis and Madison Square Garden. Where will the underdog be coming from each one of us? Stand by for that. Stay tuned as we continue on Three Dog Thursday. Hey, golfers, planning on coming to the west coast of Florida in March and April? Well, have we got a fantastic offer for you. For almost 20 years, Paradise Golf has offered their seasonal membership card, saving its owners 60, 70, even 80% on rounds of golf at some of the premier courses you can play in the six-county greater Tampa Bay area. And this year's card is no exception. Play courses like TPC Tampa Bay, Historic Dunedin Country Club in Pinellas, Lake Jovita, the fantastic Esplanade in Bradenton, Ocala National, and almost 50 others around the areas. Get the complete list at paradise-golf.com slash hoops. And Paradise Golf is giving you an exclusive offer to get their winter membership card to use now through the end of April for just $29.95. That's a 75% savings off the usual value of the card to use it from March through April. Whether you're coming to the west central coast of Florida for spring break, baseball spring training, or just on vacation between now and the end of April, take advantage of the great savings with an outrageously discounted winter Paradise Paradise Golf Membership Card. Find out all the benefits at paradise-golf-hoops. That's paradise-golf-hoops. Sign up and save with Paradise Golf. Ever dreamed of a way to video chat one-on-one with famous former athletes, coaches, and other big names in the sports world? Well, now you can with a new online video communication service called Talk to Legends. And from now through the Final Four, we've got a great offer. We've got former college basketball stars and coaches ready to talk all the madness with you. 
and Talk to Legends has just done a deal with the Basketball Hall of Fame and your favorite professional legends are waiting too. You simply need to go to TalkToLegends.com. Registering takes less than five minutes for either your iPhone or Android app and then you'll save 20% on your video conversation with your legend. You'll be connected with hundreds of former athletes from all sports which also include the NFL, MLB, the Olympics, MMA and much more. And you can schedule a video conversation with them now through TalkToLegends.com. And again, by signing up on this site all March long through the Final Four weekend, you'll save 20% on your conversations with Talk to Legends by going to TalkToLegends.com. It's time for you to Talk to Legends. It does continue on. Who's going to get it done? Coming up here on Sweet 16 a weekend into the Elite Eight. Uh, by this time next week, we know the Final Four heading to Glendale, Arizona, University of Phoenix Stadium. T.J. Reeves, Kevin Rogers, senior handicapper, VegasInsider.com, back with you. And we've already each taken uh, a couple of underdogs. Kevin liking the Purdue Boilermakers against Kansas in the Midwest Regional, as well as West Virginia in the West Regional against top seed Gonzaga. So Kevin's going against both the one seeds uh, for what it's worth there with the line uh, against the spread for Three Dog Thursday purposes. I like the Oregon matchup with Michigan. I will take Michigan, even though it's a pick'em game at the time. We're talking Michigan as the seven seed to upset the three seed Oregon. And I agree with Kevin on West Virginia. So that leaves us each with an underdog upcoming for the Friday action. Let's begin with the games that are in Memphis, Tennessee, my old hometown, my old stomping ground, as I talked about in the first segment. They've got a dandy of two matchups. The early game is North Carolina Butler. The late game, oh, by the way, two-seed Kentucky against three-seed UCLA. I think they got about 55 national championships between North Carolina, UCLA, and Kentucky in that bracket. Kevin, what do you think uh, about the South Regional here in Memphis? Do you dare take either one of the underdogs, Butler or UCLA, here? No. I mean, you look at North Carolina, you wonder if they're going to bust out now after the close win against Arkansas. And with UCLA-Kentucky with the line going as close as it is, I'm going to pass on it. I kind of like Kentucky, though, simply because I think you're getting value with them. They lost to UCLA earlier this year at Rupp Arena as a 9 or 10-point ten favorite, and now you're getting them based on a pick spot in a game that's closer to home than UCLA. So, I mean, we're not taking it for, for our purposes. But I do lean to Kentucky, though, out of the two games. And Kentucky had some problems with Wichita State in particular. Malik Monk has not shot the ball well in either one of the first two NCAA tournament games. Kevin, is he critical here? Because you know UCLA can score, and Kentucky's got to have Monk's offense, right, in that in that late Friday night matchup in Memphis? Oh, they need as much as they can. They, they need to take all of it. You know, they, they can't have any of their stars not show up against UCLA and, and expect to win. And again, as much as we've talked about uh, brackets with experience, et cetera, or inexperience, Roy Williams back in a Sweet 16. It seems like North Carolina's there every year. Calipari back in a Sweet 16. Of course, Calipari used to coach the Memphis Tigers, so he returns now with his Kentucky Wildcats. And you're right, it will be uh, Memphis will be, it's blue anyway, but it will be blue with Kentucky blue. Then again, you got UCLA blue. Pick your shade of blue. North Carolina blue and even Butler blue um, in, in these games. So those are the Friday games that are in 
the South Regional. The East Regional does not have Villanova, does not have Duke. We've not had a chance to talk to you just real quick before we get to the matchups of these games themselves. How stunned are you? No defending champion Villanova, no Duke even making it to New York for a Sweet 16 game. Kevin, what's your thought? Villanova, I'm stunned about Duke. Not really. I mean, Duke, everyone was jumping on their bandwagon at the end, and you know they played very well, but you know, they ran into a good South Carolina team that's pretty stifling defensively. Yeah, obviously Villanova, I'm shocked about. I thought they'd go to the Final Four again, just because they look so dominant this year. But for Duke, they just played well towards the end of the season, and they're still a quality program, but Duke, I'm not surprised they got you know knocked out this early. Not saying that, I, I'm just more surprised about Villanova than Duke. I got you on that. How about the stat for South Carolina as we get ready for this matchup against Baylor, the first game on the floor at Madison Square Garden on Friday night. South Carolina in their history had never scored 65 points in a second half. They scored 65 points the other night on Sunday night against Duke. And oh, by the way, Mike Krzyzewski had never had a team at Duke allow 65 points in any half. But South Carolina got 65 on them, beat them 88-81, to and now they will play Baylor uh, in the opening game. The nightcap is Wisconsin and Florida. Wisconsin off that upset of Villanova, the last second lay-in by Nigel Hayes, an experienced Badger team out of the Big Ten. Florida thumping Virginia, holding them to just 39 points. When you consider that, that South Carolina scored 65.5 and, and Virginia only scored 39 on the Gators for the entire game. Boy, talk, talk about exact opposites in, in that instance. But there is Florida with Wisconsin. Out of those two games, Gamecocks, Baylor Bears, Wisconsin, Florida, we need one more underdog. Kevin, which way are you going? Yeah, I'm going to pass on the South Carolina-Baylor game. I don't know what I'm going to get out of those two. Baylor's just been a very confusing team uh, to figure out this year. You think you got them, that they're, you know, there could be a Final Four type team, they fall apart, and then they end up playing well. You know, I had them against USC the other night. I'm disappointed they didn't cover in that game. But I just, and again, with South Carolina now losing the home court advantage they had in Greenville over the last weekend and going to Madison Square Garden, uh, that concerns me a little bit. I'm going to go with the Badgers of Wisconsin in the late game against Florida. You know, you talk about Florida just blowing out Virginia, and a Virginia team that can't score. Virginia was the worst offensive team, I believe, in the tournament. That they, They're a team that just can't put up points. They're great defensively, but now you have Wisconsin who can score, and that's going to be a challenge for Florida, I believe. You know, My biggest concern with Wisconsin is after they came back to beat Villanova, at the end, you know, how much are you, how much are you going to have going to the next game, but also I guess the one thing that goes for them is they've had a little bit of a break now. That this isn't them beating Villanova on Friday, and now they've got to face Florida on Sunday where it's like, oh, well, you're going to lose momentum, where now I think that it's kind of worn off, not the momentum, but at least the shock of that. Now they go to a new venue, yep. and I, I think that they uh, – I mean, this is a team that, that lost at the right time, it, it, you know, that they lost – three straight games towards the end of February and then picked it up after that. They've only had one loss since and that was to Michigan, who we know has been great over the last few weeks. But for Florida, we know how good Florida is and what Mike White has done taking over Billy Donovan uh, and, and getting him this far in the tournament. I just look at the uh, the Badgers as just a step up offensively than Virginia, and I think it'll be a big challenge. And also for Florida, they lose the home court advantage, not being in Orlando anymore, now going to New York. Okay, and uh, again, for this matchup, how about the Wisconsin seniors, guys like Nigel Hayes, Bronson Canning? This is the fourth straight year in the Sweet 16, so they're very familiar with this. They've even been in in a couple of Final Fours previously, 2014-2015, as freshmen and sophomores. Uh, 
So that's uh, that's the experience on the Wisconsin side. For the Florida Gators, they have only one player, Casey Hill, the guard, who has been in a Sweet 16 situation previously. But they they have obviously put some things together um, as well in this NCAA tournament. They had trouble with Vanderbilt. At the end of the regular season, they lost in Nashville on the last day of the regular season at, at uh, Memorial Gym at Vanderbilt's home. They then came back and played Vanderbilt uh, six days later in the SEC tournament in the downtown Bridgestone Arena and lost to them. Other than Vanderbilt, though, the Gators have been really good at the at the end of the regular season and in their two NCAA tournament wins. They were obviously good enough. It was a laugher against Virginia. I, I agree with you, though. I like Wisconsin in this game against Florida to find their way in the Elite Eight. I will take them for three-dog Thursday purposes as my third underdog. Greg Guard's Badger team, the Big Ten, Showed up big on the first weekend of the tournament. You already took Purdue earlier on Three Dog Thursday. I'm going to agree with your Wisconsin pick uh, here against Florida and have them in the Elite Eight game, most likely against Baylor. I like Baylor in the in the other matchup. And look, uh, say something real quick. We mentioned no Villanova, no Duke. So it's the world's most famous arena. It's the number one media market, the mecca of media and attention. I don't think anybody had South Carolina, Baylor, Wisconsin, Florida, but that's why we love the NCAA tournament. Anything can happen, and those are the four teams there, and one of them, again, is coming out to Phoenix to be in the Final Four, Kevin. Yeah, and uh, I think that I think people like to see new teams win championships. You know, we, don't have, we haven't seen a back-to-back champion since Florida, you know, back in 06 and 07. I think that, that they... Uh, I think that they want to see some new teams in it, and uh, I think that's what we're going to see this time around, and it'll, and it'll, be, uh, it'll be a good Final Four coming up. Well, and we'll find out if some of those teams are upset-minded teams. Will it be some of the Blue Bloods as we go along? Again, you may know some of the results from Thursday if you're listening on Friday to this show and how right Kevin and I are or not. Again, Kevin going with Purdue against Kansas and going with West Virginia against Gonzaga. I agree with Kevin on the West Virginia pick in the West Regional against Gonzaga, but I will differ. I will go with Michigan head-to-head with Oregon to win that game outright as the 7 seed. That game currently listed as a pick as we're uh, doing this now. So that's our Thursday underdogs. And then we both agree with the Wisconsin Badgers. We stayed away from Butler and UCLA and South Carolina on the Friday games in Memphis and New York. We both like on Wisconsin, Kevin. I'm not going to sing it, their fight song, uh, but I, we like the Badgers to march on into the Elite Eight uh, for the weekend. So uh, those are the underdogs. And Kevin, as always, they can get great information on the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, all of college basketball, plus everything else at VegasInsider.com right now on the site, right? Absolutely. That People can check out uh, all, of our break, uh, all of our bracket breakdown on VegasInsider.com for the Sweet 16 and then moving forward to the Elite Eight and the Final Four. And uh, we still have baseball coming up in a week and a half, NBA rolling along. So uh, you can check out all the information at VegasInsider.com and also follow us on Twitter at TwitVI. And follow this man on Twitter at VIRogers. Uh, follow this show at Three Dog Thursday. Thanks again to our presenting sponsor, Game Point Capital, GamePointCapital.com, sponsoring Three Dog Thursday. Good luck, Kevin, with the underdogs uh, here as you go with Purdue, West Virginia, and Wisconsin in the Sweet 16 round. Good luck with those underdogs and enjoy these games coming up. All right. Thank you, TJ. And I'll take Michigan, West Virginia, and Wisconsin for Three Dog Thursday purposes. And we look forward to seeing what's going to happen. We've got one show left to go. We'll know the final four 
next week for our final edition of Three Dog Thursday before college basketball decides its championship. We look forward to talking with you then. For Kevin Rogers, TJ Reeves with you. Thanks for being with us on Three Dog Thursday. Bye. This is an Ian Beckles flavor in your ear quick fix on Radio Influence. People that have listened to me for years on 620 with Ron and the Ron and Ian show, you know, I'm um, I'm cynical, I think. I would, I, was, I would sway more to the pessimistic side than the optimistic side. Or I ought to say I'm realistic. You have to prove to me what you're going to do normally. Um, considering what I saw last year from the Buccaneers and what their record ended up being and the caliber of teams that they, they beat last year, um, despite not doing some things well, uh, they filled in a lot of key positions with players that we know can play, okay? If you draft somebody in the first, second, third, twelfth, I don't care what round it is, you have absolutely no idea what type of NFL football player they're going to be. We we brought in some people in free agency that we know. We know Deshaun Jackson can play. We know. We know he's going to make people better. We know that defensive end, Baker, we know he can rush because that's what he does. You put on his film, he's playing against NFL players, he's kicking some ass. That's what I want to see. So I'm going to say right now, I'm looking for the Buccaneers to make the playoffs this year. If they don't, I think they should all be disappointed and sick to their stomachs. Last year, you know what? It wasn't their time yet. I don't think anybody as a Buccaneer fan thought that the Buccaneers before the season were a playoff team. So you have to look at their season um, nine and seven, and say, hey, you know, that's not a terrible football season. Considering they had quite a few injuries, which a lot of teams do, um, you know, considering they didn't rush the passer all that well, and, you know, they still have a very young quarterback, and they were still winning games. So they have, they have some pieces in place, and with a couple of different acquisitions that they brought in, I'm seeing – the Buccaneers going to playoffs this year. You can find Ian Beckles' Flavor in Your Ear on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and RadioInfluence.com. 